Ingram Smith, Bud Elliott, back again with another episode of the Nolcast. Bud, this is one of my favorites. Uh, we do the snap count draft uh, leading into the season. Always a great indicator that football is but right around the corner. And um, now we have the ability to go back and look at some of the numbers, some of the some of the plays that we thought were, you know, great steals at the time or uh, LOL, what were you thinking, Ingram? And some of them were, you know, played out pretty well as to what we thought. So this is a lot of fun. Uh, don't want to ruin it, but I do think that we have a new snap, snap count draft champion, although this was a, uh, a very close one. And uh, depending on a little bit of further research, I may be playing under protest here as perhaps one of my numbers was misrepresented on the sheet but uh all in all it's a lot of fun we didn't we donate uh loser has to donate to a charity the other choice i was confident enough to put on the sheet what i thought my charity was because <laughs> i thought i had won found out this morning i didn't yay uh but let's jump into this this is a this is a lot of fun and hopefully we'll translate over to our listeners let's do it man uh go ahead and thank all the listeners for watching us on youtube as well just find us on youtube at nolcast and let's go ahead and load up the sheet here. Uh, I think, you know, if, if you're a diehard YouTube listener, you may be, or viewer, you may be able to uh, to look at this and see everything. If I'm looking off screen here, that's because I'm looking at a little bit more blown up version, probably, as is Ingram. Uh, so I did get you this time, buddy. Ingram, nine thousand eighty-seven snaps. Bud, ten thousand thirty-six. So a difference of less than a thousand snaps. That is. Uh, in a snap count auction, that is pretty damn close. Right? We, we we certainly had years where, where we've had bigger blowouts uh, than this, especially in Ingram's favor. And uh, you know, overall, pretty fun exercise. I, I I like I like the post better anyway. You know, to to go and look back and the the what were we thinking on this and, and kind of think about why why we thought certain things. And we obviously have last year's show to guide us on that. As I know, Ingram listened to again this morning. Uh, but yeah, I, I do take it home. Uh, so we had very different strategies in this auction. We, we, we each had an equal number of snaps to bid, right? And uh, what did we have? I think we we designated like 9,000 snaps each. So, you know, fairly, uh, fairly close to what the actual counts were. Uh, they ended up having uh, slightly more. I think the team offensive and defense had 19,100 snaps roughly. So uh, maybe next year we'll bump that up slightly. You know, maybe we'll go 9,500 or something each. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I, I spent a lot more money on offense in this, right? I I bid 57.14 uh, and you bid 29.05, but you were much heavier on defense than I was. You, you bid 6,080 on defense. And of course, because I, I bid a lot on offense, I only could bid uh, 31.79. Good news is, of course, we we all had positive net on both offense and defense for, for each of us. So you know, we weren't crazy off uh, in, in any of these, and most were fairly close to what we bid in the aggregate. But there are some really fun differences when, when you get down to the individual player level, man. Um, and let's let's go ahead and get into that. Anger came up with some really fun awards here. Dude, let's, uh, let's do the first one here the Audrey Wadsworth best value award I've got to say that this actually I think goes to you bud with your first pick and this is more a 
condemnation of myself, uh, not to take anything away from you, but uh, and your value finding skills. But you put Bavion Johnson on the board with 75 snaps. Um, I didn't match it. At the time, I was uh, very skeptical of Bavion. About two to three days later, we started hearing whispers about Maury Smith's health. So uh, that would have been a little different had we recorded slightly uh, slightly later in time. But with 75 snaps, I didn't match it. Gave it to you. Bavion went on to you know hover up a ton of snaps uh, at the beginning of the season and netted you what a plus 310. Uh, so that was a great one. Dylan Gibbons was another one that you had on the offensive line. Uh, bid you up to 370 snaps. And Dylan ended up taking 704 snaps for you. So there's another 334 for you in the positive. So uh, if nothing else, I will you know, be more mindful of that next year when we're doing this and that the offensive line is uh, a place where you can either you know win big or or lose pretty big, but uh, you did a, a great job there. And uh, man, really, bud, you kind of had three of these here. The uh, Kevin Knowles pick at 250 at the time was where uh, you ended up getting him. That even at the time I thought was not necessarily a risky play, but was more than I obviously had foreseen. But he ended up taking 568 snaps, uh, again, netting you plus 318. And uh, those three incredible value picks went a went a long way in in ending up uh, with you being the the victor in this year's snap count draft. I I, I like to pick a baby on um, just because. Well, I I threw him out first, and it was interesting to feel like okay, I wasn't really planning on getting him necessarily because I figured you would bid you would bid him up too, and it's like wait is is but does Bud know something here which I didn't at the time, and I think if if you know, if you had taken him to like 150 or 200, I'm probably just like, all right, eat it, you know, and and, and go ahead and spend spend your your snap uh, your snap bank on that. But 75, uh, it's like, all right, well, if somebody gets hurt for a little bit, he's probably going to be plus EV. I I would think there. Um, Gibbons, I, I was a little bit kind of scared with with dropping 370 there because he did look out of shape when he showed up. The, the initial no. reports on Dylan Gibbons were, you know, the initial reports on Dylan Gibbons were incredibly mixed. Uh, and that was, you know, that was a, a little bit of a risk at the time. You know, I think 370 was a, a decent number and certainly hindsight would lead you to believe that it was perhaps better than that. But um, I, I don't think there was any, you know, obviously, I don't think there was any chance in hell that either of us would have predicted that he would have gone, you know, north 600 and certainly not north of 700 snaps. I completely agree there. I mean, that was uh, at the time. Remember, he was sort of seen as the consolation prize to Kane Madden, who ended up transferring uh, from Marshall to Notre Dame. You, you had some pretty good run-up pick or runner-up in this category, though. By the way, uh, you you actually had uh, the guy who second place in terms of the total net on the defensive side of the ball, Kalen Deloach. Man, yeah, if you remember, came yeah. in. And uh, developed into the the linebacker that a lot of people thought he might be last year. Um, yeah, I, I went real defense heavy and, and thought at the time I made a comment that I had gotten eight of my nine uh, desired prospects on defense. And some of those were, you know, some of those were really good picks. And some of them were kind of surprising to me. I mean, the fact that I got Jermaine Johnson at uh, 
600 snaps, I thought at the time was a really great value. Ended up only netting me 136, but the Jamie Robinson pick was a great value, plus 280. Uh, we ended up bidding him up to 475, and Jamie ended up taking 755 snaps for you. So for me, my two better value picks here were uh, Jamie Robinson, Kalen Deloach, which was, uh, as, you know, with the exception of Gibbons, was uh, as good as to be found on the board. And then kind of a sleeper value pick for me was Malcolm Ray. Ended up getting him for 85 snaps. Ray ended up, uh, I don't want to say had a, a breakout year, but certainly developed in a manner that uh, that it would have been hard to predict. 291 snaps for Mr. Ray, netting me 206. Um, so there was there was certainly some in you know some some uh, later value to be found on the defensive side of the ball, and Ray was one of those picks for me. I mean, honestly, a guy they're going to probably need going forward, right? And somebody who can come and contribute. Uh, let's go ahead and transition here to the next award, which is the Lost in Louisiana Hot Sauce Award for the worst bid, uh, the, the 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 worst value on the board and we both have some nominations here and then i think we'll we'll just pick the the ultimate winner uh i'll start with 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 my negatives first dennis briggs uh, dropped 450 on him and he only played 194 i was very confident dennis briggs was going to have, have a breakout year and i thought 450 was a, a a fair number but but a number that represented value if he could you know stay healthy and play the whole year and guess what he did not stay healthy and did not play the whole year uh, unfortunately, so disappointing uh, on, on that one to be sure. Uh, however, explainable certainly. I mean, Briggs yeah. was having a having a great year and just a little bit of bad luck there. Um, the, the other ones who show up in uh, in, in dark red on my screen: yeah. uh, Josh Burrell uh, minus one seventy five. Uh, that that'll hurt you. I I, I had one hundred eighty five bid on him. He played ten snaps on offense. By the way, we don't have any special team snaps in here. Remember, this was the thing. Um, did agree to offense that. defense. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he played 10 snaps. You know, obviously somebody I'm still high on in the long term, but that was disappointing uh, because he got hurt. And then Dante Lucas uh, is my uh, my other real, real dark red sell here when, when you when you sort by the net. Bid 330. He's like, all right, if he keeps it together, head on straight. Hell, even head on sideways, just head on, right? <laughs> Okay, I think that's an okay value. We'll see. Obviously, I think by that point we were hearing some concerns because if if we weren't hearing concerns, he would have easily been going higher. Uh, and the concerns were real. He played seventy eight snaps and uh, minus two fifty two. So, yeah. So it's funny as I went back and rewatched the show. There are various points, particularly later on in the rounds, where we both acknowledged. Oh man, you could have won the draft right there with that pick. You know, we'll have to see how this plays out, but that that could be a great value. Man, I I lost this draft with the first pick on both sides of the ball. Uh, with not uh, either matching or, or pushing up the Bavion selection for you as to what you're able to get him. And my first pick, and I was as lost in the sauce as I possibly could be. Travis J. Five hundred snaps. Mister J. Ended up giving you a hundred and sixty-five. Oh boy. I mean, that is a dark, dark red number and uh, will be something that, you know, look, losing the snap count draft doesn't bother me. But Travis J and where I thought he would be as to what he ended up given this year will be something that stays with me for a long time. And I will remember that when we're previewing teams uh, in the future and, and players that uh, 
that we think are really on the verge of, of having a breakout uh, year. So Travis uh, Jay didn't work out. I went pretty heavy on him. Uh, that was not an initial number. You and I went back and forth on that a decent amount. Yeah, I was pushing him too. <laughs> and it didn't work out. Now, the other one that really hurt me was Brendan Gant, which at the time we acknowledged might actually be a decent value pick. Well, no, it was not a decent value pick. I put 395 on the board for Gant, who I thought was going to get a, obviously thought was going to get a pretty decent amount of snaps. Gant, uh, similar to Jay, got you 145 snaps. And uh, those two were my, you know, the bigger swings and misses for me. But uh, if there's anybody that epitomizes the lost in the sauce uh, pick, I was uh, – I was drowning in the Louisiana when I was when I was drafted Travis J and having uh, thoughts of grandeur in my head. Certainly, I mean he was he was really dominating in in fall camp and just did not translate to the field and uh, just had some issues that I think some of them were within his control and some of them probably uh, not totally within his control, which which is sad. And we'll see if, if they're able to, able to get anything out of him. You wonder now, uh, does he uh, does he go ahead and and, and play offense? Uh, <coughs> be interesting to see. And the other thing I'd be interested to see, man, is like is commenting on some of these guys. So Lucas obviously is done. Uh, I think we both agree that they're still high on Burrell and Dennis Briggs, and are going to you know count on those guys to various degrees in the coming years to be contributors. What is is Brendan Gantt still on the plans? I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, on I the team. But... Surprise me uh, at this point. Um, it certainly feels like, let me put it this way. If, if we're doing this next year, um, I would be surprised if Brendan Gantt's on the board. And if so, we'd probably have a double-digit uh, snap projection next to his name. So that's that, That's my guess as well. All right, man, let's go ahead and take uh, the Legendary Home Loans Cornering the Market Positional Dominance Award. I yeah, – well, look, there were two different areas, pretty distinct areas that uh, we kind of carved out for ourselves. I did the defensive line uh, pretty aggressively and found some some decent value and some hit-and-miss value, but uh, Fabian Lovett was a guy that we both almost got on the number. We ended up bidding 475. Uh, I ended up winning at a 475 bid. Fabian took 489 snaps, but I also was able to get. Um, wow, DJ Lundy was a plus for me. That shocked that that was at the time I thought I had lost my mind when I took him up to 420 snaps. But Jermaine Johnson, Fabian Lovett, Kira Thomas, uh, all names that I was uh, very aggressive in getting initially, and uh, was rewarded fairly well. You, on the other hand cornered the market uh, at the wide receiver position and basically got everybody that at the time we could have projected to really take meaningful snaps there. Um, I think that I ended up doing fairly well. I, I'm just looking at some of your numbers here. The Cam McDonald was a nice pop for you, uh, but like the Keyshawn Helton ended up being a negative as to where you had to go get him. Um, I think if there was a winner in cornering the positional market with the good help from our friends of Chad Shannon and Chad, um, I think I probably did it along the defensive front. 
Yeah, I, I think I have to give that one to you as well. Um, because you, you, you paid up for it and and were correct. You know what I mean? Like, like you're okay, the, these are going to be the starters. I'm confident in it. And like they you know, they stayed relatively healthy and, and you went ahead and got it. I mean, you got three of the four uh, projected starters, at least in my mind, on, on the defensive line. I thought Briggs was going to play starter snaps. Uh, and so you smartly did not get that one and uh, and, and nailed this. Also, corner of the market there at linebacker with uh, with with Deloach. Now you did have Emmett Rice, so that was kind of a negative. Uh, Gainer, you almost nailed exactly. I mean, you, you bid four hundred. He had four hundred four on the year. DJ Lundy, uh, Stephen Dix. You, you, I think you you covered yourself a little bit there with a a sort of backup or a bid that projected him to be a, a backup slash rotational guy, which he was. He went over by a little bit, but. I mean, two fifteen spend eighty eight return. That's not that's not horrendous. You, you don't you don't want to make a habit out of doing that. Uh, but then on the defensive line, you also got uh, you got Jackson as well. So uh, Jerry Jackson, not 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 Chambre. Um bid one hundred and ten. He played one hundred ninety six for an eighty six net. So I I am comfortable giving you uh, the, the the legendary home loans corner your market positional dominance award uh, for this performance there in the snap count draft. Um, let's do the under $20 award. All right. So this is, this is the award for somebody who you bid less than 20 bucks on and, uh, and see how they did, or do you want to make it, m- m- make it the double digit award? So like n- nobody, we, we bid a hundred on. Okay. Yeah. Let's do the double digit award. That'll be good. All right. The nominees are, uh, drum roll, please. Ingram's bid of 90 on Treshawn Ward, who got 258 for a net of 168. Uh, also, who else do we have here on the... Uh... I mean, I'll, Malcolm I'll Ray. You, yeah, Malcolm Ray's a good one. I'll tell you who the winner is, but yeah. Malcolm Ray. 85 uh, bid for Ingram on Malcolm Ray. 291 snaps played. That's a 206 uh, net. And then uh, for Bud, we had I'm looking here for some good ones. Well, you, well Brady you, Scott, you, you won it with Amari and Cooper. Yeah, Amari and Cooper for sure. Net two fifty one. That's a bid of sixteen and uh, and two hundred sixty seven snaps played. Two three nine guy. Uh, just you know, gotta gotta take all my two three nine dudes. And Brady Scott uh, is I think my other real nominee. Uh, bid of fifty six. And he ended up playing 316 snaps. Not really sure that's a good thing. Like if I told you, Ingram, this pick mm-hmm. is going to win me the draft. You're like, oh, Lord, the season's going to yeah. be rough. And at times it was. So, yeah, I think those are are the overall nominees. So Scott was a higher net, but I feel like Cooper's a better value for throwing only 16 bucks at him. So the 16. <laughs> The 16 uh, bid picks are potentially the ones that I'll uh, throw a, a protest flag on as I was left with no points left to bid. And so Bud was just able to go around and sprinkle 16 bids apiece. He's got all on, the remaining guys. On certain members of the roster, yeah. Uh, but no, that was a that was a great value. And, um, you know, the Knowles, the Knowles and the Cooper were, you know, there's, there's what, 500 and uh, – uh, 570 
approximately, uh, you know, in the positive uh, as far as what you picked up there. So that was uh, two big pieces, young members of the secondary that really uh, were, you know, went a long way and you ultimately ended up winning this. Nice. All right. Let's, uh, Ingram, I have another award for you here. Uh, I'm actually typing it out right now. This is the hey, what you get for award. All right. So for this, we have to set a number of like, hey, you, this was an expensive purchase, but it ended up making a lot of sense. What do you, what, what do we want to set the baseline here for? Like 400, 500? So, I, so think, like, I think 400 plus is pretty fair. Yeah. All right. So the nominees in the pay what you get for category, uh, we'll go ahead and start with uh, well, Marie Smith. No, he, he wasn't net positive here. So we just said 450? Uh, I think 400 was where 400. we put it. But. All right. Um, Ingram, I only, have, uh, I only have one nominee. Or no, I have two, actually. Uh, so Ontario Wilson, I paid 400 on the nose for. He ended up playing 518 snaps. And like I don't know if that's a great thing for the team that they ended up playing 500 snaps, but somebody has to has to play him at receiver. And uh, in related news, they went and took four transfer receivers so far this offseason, may take a fifth. And I think that tells you a lot about what this coaching staff feels about the room. Other guys here who were nominated, Robert Cooper, uh, first time I mentioned him today, 410 was the bid, played 472, so you know, re returning value there. Uh, here's one that I think will be my top contender for, for Bud's team. Uh, Jarvis Brownlee was confident he was going to play a lot. I bid 550. He was my most or second most expensive player, uh, second to Maurice Smith, and uh, returned 844, so a, a net of 294 for me there um on Ingram's side and let me see here so you have several of these like like you you kind of went stars and scrubs and I, your stars really hit for the most I, part i mean you, you, i aggressively bought that of who i was confident in and other than travis J, I i didn't have any real big swings and misses there but i think you had four or five guys over 400 points or more i Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So I that of what I felt confident in, I uh ended up going pretty aggressively. Now Kalen Deloach, we already talked about that's that was a particularly good value. It wasn't cheap at 405 snaps, but he ended up playing 736. Jamie Robinson, similar situation, 475. He ended up banking 755. DJ Lundy, which at the time I thought was a stretch. And I made a joke that I hope he gets, you know, 200 snaps in the Notre Dame game alone because that was the only game that I was pretty damn sure he was going to see a, a safe amount of playing time. But Lundy ended up getting 571 snaps. Here, Thomas cost me 475. He ended up getting 648. Um, Devontae Love Taylor, a little bit risky there, but he was able to eke it out. I spent 530 to get 547. So not a great value play, but not – you know, I didn't waste waste points either. Uh, interestingly enough, I bid 550 on Jordan Travis. Jordan ended up getting 527, so no great loss there. And Darius Washington was the one that I knew I had to have a offensive line representation after I think I took eight defensive picks out of my first nine. Ended up spending 600 for Darius, uh, who I think led the team in snaps, unless I'm missing 
a number from somebody else. Uh, Darius he Washington, led the offense. It led the offense? Uh, okay. Maybe there was a player. They got Brownlee for 844 on defense. Eight, okay. All right. So led the offense with 805 snaps. Um, so of that, that I felt pretty confident on, I didn't get burned. Now, obviously, I'm very fortunate that, you know, none of these guys broke their legs or something like that. But, uh, you know, Travis J was was the one that I got uh, you know, a little bit lost in my own uh, euphoria there. But everybody else that I spent significant coin on ended up having a pretty significant year as far as number of snaps. I, I think we should give this one probably to Darius Washington. I mean, that, that, that's a guy we were both aggressively bidding on. Um, you, you, you threw out the freeze bid at 600. It's a guy you had to have work for you. Uh, and, and it, it was really a, a great buy on your part to, to go ahead and spend up for the starting tackle uh, who played basically every game and, you know, just an absolute ton of 800 is a ton of snaps, you know? So that was a, a really, really good buy there. Um, who was somebody on your team who we have not spoken about yet uh, that, that we should probably talk about, e- either to the positive uh, or or to the negative, sort of the the what were we thinking or, hey, remember this type category? Well, I mean, we knew – I knew Emmett Rice was a gamble at 199 snaps. He ended up taking up zero. Yeah, that was tough. Uh, Marcus – Oh, do Christian, you want to go he, through our zeros? We can, certainly. Um, All right. Who got, who got you zeros? Corey, Corey Ray, 55. Ended up taking zero. 55 is a pretty big flyer. I mean, for a that's reference like a series point, of game. We spent, yeah, yeah, that's true. We spent, or I spent 50 on Zane Herring. I spent uh, 55 on Bryce Nestes, who ended up getting 10 snaps. Herring ended up getting 13. So, you know, those are acknowledged flyers. But uh, other zeros were for me. Well, Leonard Warner, I think I took as a joke with 11 snaps. He ended up taking zero. Uh, Jordan Eubanks. Zero snaps, you know, again, I bid 30 on him, so it wasn't like uh, I, I foresaw great things that just never came to fruition. Uh, but, yeah, the Emmett Rice for me was my biggest donut. I, I knew it was risky, uh, but I also knew that if he could come back and he'd get healthy, he would take a, you know, of the games that he was available, he would eat up a decent percentage of snaps, and it just never came to fruition. All right, um, let's go ahead and do mine on the zero category. So. Rod Orr, uh, bid 60, got zero. So, you know, just pointing there. We'll have to see how he develops. I think they still have fairly high hopes. Uh, Deontay Sheffield, bid 16. He got zero. Probably a good thing he got zero, I, I would say. Ultimately, for, for this offense, as bad as, as bad as it was at times, uh, he's not really an FSU-quality player. Uh, Kobe Gross, zero again. One of Twitter's favorite players uh, of all time. Uh, Brian Robinson transferred, obviously, Destin Hill. Uh, still waiting. Now, here's a question. Because Destin Hill did not enroll, do I get uh, do I get Destin Hill for $16 if, if, or for 16 snaps if he if he, uh, if he wins, if he actually uh, gets on campus this year? I would be playing under a much broader protest flag for next year's game if that were to be the case. I'll go ahead. And Fair you. enough. Um all right, Jaleel McRae, uh, for me, I bid 60 and, and got zero. That was essentially the Bud Elliott needs to have some linebackers on his team uh, bid. And you could see I started doing that pretty late. I also took Cortez Andrews uh, there to try and get get a little bit of the linebacker snaps potentially. I bid 100 on him. He only only played 28 snaps, so 
That was a miss. Uh, continuing with my zeros here. Bid 56 on McCluster, zero. Bid bid 56 on Green McKnight, again, zero. Uh, 16 on Byron Turner, 16 on George Wilson, uh, zero and zero. So uh, I, I had a pretty good number of zeros, man. Well, again, that was uh, at the end of the game, you had – you know, I think you had, I had 10 snaps and you had 200. And so you just kind of, no, I had 15 snaps. That's why it was 16. Cause you just went around and dropped 16 on. Right. The, your, your, max, just, your max bid was, was 15. Yeah, so just, I, I Johnny Appleseeded uh, the, the roster with uh, various picks and one of them ended up hitting pretty big. So uh, good for you. Good for you. On yeah. that one. All right. So um, question for you, a lot of the zeros that we read off, Sean Bray Jackson, Byron Turner, George Wilson, um, Patrick Payton's not not a zero, but he's a 16. And for the purpose of this question, I'm going to ask you, I'm, I'm going to lump him in there. How uh, how concerned are you that that freshman class of defensive linemen combined for 16 total snaps? It is, um, it, it is concerning. I mean, obviously, that's not to just repeat what you said. Um, you know, some of the some of those ends would be the guys who have to take the biggest jump for me. Uh, I still think with as as much talent as there is uh, on the interior of their defensive line, that's going to be hard for some of those guys to carve out snaps for themselves, uh, and that they're really more kind of twenty twenty three guys at this point. Uh, but if we're you know if we're talking about um, ends and some of these tweeners, and they're not getting more than thirty five forty snaps next year, I'd be real real concerned. Um, we'll just have to see. I mean, you know, you can kind of write off to the fact that you hit lightning in a, bo a bottle with Jermaine and he was able to take as many snaps as he was. Uh, the, you know, again, not to belabor the point, but here Thomas took 648 snaps for you. You know, there was only so many places to be found out there with Jermaine taking 736 and here taking 648. Uh, but it is troubling to not see some of those guys go ahead and, you know, look, if uh, if Zane Herring can get 11 snaps then uh, or 13 snaps, I would I would hope that some of those younger defensive prospects could start to be developed as well. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Um, it, it also goes to, to show just the, the closeness of the games, right, and, and, mm -hmm. and how finding all those edges matter uh, in, in those games, and you really didn't have the opportunity to put in your – your lesser guys and in business as well, grinding out those edges really can help you succeed. And we have a partner in congruity that can help you do just that. We do have a wonderful partner in congruity. Matt Lewis and his team have been fantastic for the Nolcast and have been fantastic for, I believe six Nolcast listeners. Now uh, white glove service with kind of a small business uh, appeal. You will certainly feel uh, as though you're a valued customer because you are. And Matt and his team do a great job of trying to find value, like you mentioned for you, highly customized Star solutions designed to enhance your brand, save time, save money, and reduce business risk. And I don't know a perfect way to to <laughs> to pair this with a pick that I took, but I'm just going to force it here, bud. And maybe it's just for me and my own uh, consistent belief in a kid, but I do want to point out that my congruity paired pick of feeling confident in where you are and putting a bid on the board was with Jay Sean Corbin. I put 350 on the board. You didn't want to touch it, understandably so. That's a pretty pretty rich number for a, 
a running back in general. Corbin ended up taking 474 snaps, and that was even with the emergence of a guy like Treshawn Ward that would have been hard for any of us to realize that that kid was going to end up taking 258 snaps. So a uh, partner of great people like Matt Lewis and his team, feel confident in where you want to go. And for me, that was bidding on Jay Sean Corbin with a real rich number and ended up still getting a plus 124 off of it. That that, that was a great pick. And I, I'm looking at some of these seven-round mock drafts out there, which, man, that is a tough job, I think, to, to put together a seven-round seven mock draft. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that, that that's tough. Although probably not tougher than putting together, you know, thousands of rounds of recruiting rankings, uh, ultimately, which is what, you know, the guys at 24-7 sports do. But man, Corbin's gonna get drafted. Like that's a that's a hell of a pick by you for for three fifty. I don't I don't know what the heck I was thinking. Of other than hey, they do want to rotate their running backs if if, if possible. And um, you know we had heard they wanted to feed Lawrence to Philly as well. And uh, ultimately, the, the guy who got the snaps was Corbin, and that that was a great pick by you, a great partner of ours with congruity. Who was the pick that we had that we came closest to nailing exactly on the nose? I'm looking here, I, think, I got Jordan Young, forty-five and four. Fabian Gaynor, stands out to me. Yeah, yeah, on, on a percentage basis, for sure. I mean, for sure, like like it's four seventy-five and, and four eighty-nine is really good. Gainer and Gainer and Lovett are going to be probably the two for me uh, that we were, you know, bid each oh. other up in a pretty good manner. I disagree. I got one exactly on the nose, dude. You seen this? Of course you did, but uh, no, no, I have not seen I, that. Let me Ira Henry. I've been 16 okay. snaps. He played 16 <laughs> snaps. Again, again, some of these, some of these protest 16 snap votes that uh, I'm having the having the international board review for uh, accuracy, but no, that's that's ideal. I didn't see that. No. All right, so strategy next year. What if if you're are you gonna do anything different? I mean it would be it would be easy for me to say that like I went too heavy on some of these guys, but again, with, with the exception of Travis J, really didn't get burned. And in fact, I you know came out on the on the positive on almost everybody that I went north of four hundred for. So I, I don't think I will change a whole lot there. Uh I do think that I need to be more cognizant about you know, position groups, uh, finding guys that, um, you know, if an injury occurs here or this occurs, then, you know, this guy that we think might take 80 snaps, hey, this guy could blossom into a 230 snap guy or something like that. I mean, that's that's for me uh, where I, I really lost uh, at the back end and at the front end, you know, with the first pick of Travis Jay, we've, we've had chuckled about that enough. Baby on Johnson, um, I – I don't know if I was just in a particularly bad mood and sour about old baked chicken or what, but I definitely shouldn't have let him go off the board at, at 75 snaps. I think you bring up a really interesting point about uh, pairing certain guys, right? Like I, I got baby on and Marie Smith and bid 675 for essentially what I thought was the, the center position. Cause they really didn't have another person they felt could play center, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and they ended up combining for what nine, yeah, nine hundred seventeen snaps. Yeah, yeah. So like that—that's a net of you know basically like two fifty. Uh, you know, figuring out position groups, I, I I agree. You know, like if a guy is a is a 
if a guy is a primary backup, even if it's not a position that rotates, I think for next year, I mean, letting those guys go for under a hundred is probably an error on, on my part and your part, right? Like, like if they're if they're like a legitimate number one backup, and an injury can get them into the lineup, you probably you know, we probably need to be bidding some of these dudes up, I guess. Yeah. Um, some of the other, um, you know, for me, I took two. I didn't. We didn't include this in my zeros, but. Um, I acknowledge the Emmett Rice. I also took a zero on Schrader. I mean, I bid 110, 110 points. Those are two guys that I thought would come back at some point in the season, and they just didn't. And I ended up spending uh, 300 and, yeah, 310 points uh, on two guys that never were able to return and see the field. So that that is a whole bunch of wasted, you know, a whole bunch of wasted points for me and something that I'll certainly have in the back of my mind when we do this again next year. That was kind of like my, uh, my 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 Josh Burrell pick, right? We knew we knew he was injured, you know, like a little bit, and then obviously. Well, I mean, he played a lot of snaps in the Notre. I mean, not a lot. I mean, he played all of the snaps in the Notre Dame game. Notre Dame appeared game to be a, appeared to be a decent piece in the offense. I mean, they were running a lot of that. You know, if you go back and look at that uh, formation that they were running, where they were getting a little bit of a mismatch by basically using a. Uh, you know, an oversized wideout that was masking, you know, mirroring as a tight end. But, um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's to do a little bit better job of sprinkling into some of these backup positions. And uh, I'll continue to probably be pretty aggressive with the guys that, you know, absent injury or all but locks to consume a significant amount of snaps. For sure. And it's not like I didn't draft that many more guys than you did, I think. I think I, I, I ended up with. I don't know. As far as like percentage of the scholarship roster, I probably had like 60, 40, I guess, in terms of a, a number of, of players drafted. Uh, but yeah, man, this, this is always a fun exercise. I, I, I love doing it in preseason because it also gives us something to, to look back on in the off season. Um, any other guys here we need to discuss going down the list. Darren Williamson for me was kind of a throwaway pick who ended up, providing pretty good value. I, I, I bid 56 and he ended up getting 159 receiver snaps. I mean, I, I wonder part of that is obviously the, the Burrell uh, stuff, but I also think you got DLT or excuse me. I, I think you got Jordan Travis. Correct. Like I remember thinking, okay, I think Jordan is probably the starter here. How much will McKenzie play? And I ended up buying McKenzie for 300. And if Travis stays healthy, which again, no, what we know is probably not realistic to think he's ever going to stay healthy through, through a whole season. Um, but I, I think you got that. Like, I know it was negative twenty three, but I feel like it was directionally correct, right? You 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 paid up for the guy who ended up being like when healthy the starting quarterback. Yeah, the the numbers for the quarterback are, are kind of interesting here. I mean. I went with Travis at 550, ended up getting 527, you know, no big deal. Knock at 23 there. He ended up putting 300 on the board for McKenzie. Now, you know, granted his snaps were very concentrated and when they were made available, but he got 280, 279. Uh, Chubba was the one guy that, look, I only invested 105 on him, so there wasn't a, you know, I didn't expect a ton, but only ended up taking 17 snaps, and that was of the three pieces there, you know, the one that we – you know, probably aired on the most of, I, again, I projected 105, it ended up taking 17, um, you know, somebody rolls an ankle, 
before a game that 17 turns into 65 pretty quickly, but just never, never happened. So. All right, man. A uh, little 40 minute Tuesday morning show here. Uh, we, we might, we might double up this week. We'll, we'll see. Got, got a couple news items to, to discuss. Um, heard good things about the new GM. So we'll, we'll probably go next episode, go a little deeper dive into what that might be able to get FSU. Uh, they have some pretty big visit weekends coming up, including, I believe, March 5th. Uh, is, that, is that the right one? Let me look at my calendar here. Probably should make sure it's a weekend. Yeah, that's that's a Saturday. I, I know they have some big-time kids coming on campus and are working on getting uh, getting even more on campus. Uh, it's going to be very important that they, that they continue to you know try to recruit well. This is not great podcasting here, but I, I they have to keep fighting like this thing's going to work out and keep building up the, the roster so that if it does work out, they're in a position to win big, you know, in, in 23 or 24, like you, you can't let the misses, the, the, the misses in, in, in the 22 high school class may ultimately doom you, but you can't let it doom your, your coming classes, right? You, you still have to be fighting for that. And obviously that's why they go out and they hire a GM and another recruiting analyst and, um, you know, trying to get more of these guys on campus and, and, and get them signed and, and, maybe combine that with with better NIL practices. We'll see how all the teams in the state are, are going to do uh, you know do with that. I also wonder like here's a question I want to throw out to you. How much different would people's perception of FSU's NIL program be if Travis Hunter had got on campus? Um yeah it would be different. Certainly, um, kind of rabbit trailing here, but I, I mean, I think uh, I would say the same for Marvin Jones Jr. I mean, you didn't expect Marvin Jones Jr. per se, uh, but that is a, you know, if you were going to draw a Venn diagram of, of situations that would lead you to think that you could be competitive on the NIL front with a kid, it would be hard to find anybody that would fit better in that situation than, than Jones Jr., both at a, you know, number one player in the position, according to some, but a top 15 recruit, um, undoubtedly a guy that uh, obviously is the son and, you know, named after what many in your alumni base uh, believe is the greatest player in program history, um, in-state kid, et cetera, et cetera. And um, speaking candidly, Bud, here, I think what, you know, what I – what I've heard through the grapevine is what Alabama put on the table was a multiplier of three to five uh, compared to what Florida State was able to put together uh, from an NIL perspective. And, and Georgia ended up, you know, significantly trumping Alabama. So that's just a, a toughie, you know, to, to use a poor word there. <laughs> it's just a, something that's going to sit with you. And, you know, maybe it's a situation where Florida State can – kind of single-handedly try to zero in on one or two guys that they really think they can, you know, have a laser focus and, and really, you know, fight that battle. Uh, I do think that the – I mean, maybe we should save this for another podcast. But I, I think the NIL program is improving. You basically had a bunch of guys who were just dropped into a situation that they weren't, you know, wildly familiar with, and the recruiting landscape is kind of a complicated one to get a real feel for. Um but it's going to be a challenge. And I think Florida State has an uphill climb uh, to sign a truly super elite high school prospect that 
you know, you're going to have to get in the trenches and battle the, the Bamas, Georgias, LSU, A&Ms of the world. I, I guess where I was going with that, um, and I kind of hit it hit you with it blind, was like, I, I do think if Hunter uh, or Jones had got on campus, they would have had pretty significant deals that people would have been excited about. They definitely would and have, I, and I don't even, I don't even, I mean, Travis Hunter doesn't even stay in my mind at this point. I from a, right. from an insurance perspective, I classify that basically as an act of God. You know, I mean, that, that's sure. not not something that anybody could have foreseen or uh, really had in mind that you know if somebody was going to come out of left field from a you know with with double commas and hit you on something that nobody else would have otherwise projected. So I, I don't really. Um, I personally am not critical. I realize the question you're asking is more about the broader fan base and not Ingram Smith's perspective on NIL. Uh, but for me, the, the broader NIL concerns lie with, you know, the Jones Jr., the defensive tackle that Tennessee ended up beating you on, uh, yeah. the inability to get real traction with Brissaint at the end of his recruitment. Um, you know, those are things that the, were they first year problems or were they just broader problems? Uh, I think that's a, you know, question that the 23 class may give us a little bit more clarity on. I think that's fair. Um, I, I One of the things I, I want to point out here uh, with, with NIL, and I think it is a broader discussion we should have you know, next next show or the show after, is you're technically not allowed, I mean, technically, is the word technically is doing a lot of work in the sentence I'm about to say, but you're technically not allowed to uh, use NIL potential deals mm-hmm. as a uh, inducement to get kids to sign with you. You are allowed to point out the NIL deals that current kids on your roster have signed, right? Realistically, there's nobody on this roster right now who is worthy of a massive NIL deal. If you had landed Hunter or, or Jones Jr., you could point to that. You're like, hey, look at look at this, look at that, right? You know, I, I Travis Hunter... You know, you, you could, I think it's feasible that, you know, over a four year span, you could align them up deals that have potential of over a million, you know, um, you could point to that right now. I mean, there's some guys who just got some NIL deals with, with, with the boys and girls club. Uh, you can point to, you know, I think, I think Duffy is, is one of the guys who, who's doing some stuff with that. We'll, we'll see about some other dudes on the team, but there's no real like benchmark no doubt stud who you wanted to make flush with an IL deals that you could point to for the 23 class. So we'll, we'll see kind of how, uh, how that comes about. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the, the deals that you're pointing to are, you know, Jordan Travis making his own t-shirt brand and stuff like that, which is great. I'm not belittling that at all. Um, you know, it's just indicative of, Hey, you're going to have to come here and make plays and you'll have opportunities to earn, you know, additional money, whereas some of these other schools are maybe able to find you, uh, obviously not directly tied to your recruitment, but are able to find you uh, available pools of money that may be, you know, immediately uh, immediately made available to you. So um, it's an interesting conversation. It's one that I'm sure we'll be able to have many, many times over. Um, but it is kind of an interesting watch of something, you know, kind of a live evolving um, in front of our eyes. I personally don't think the state laws are great. I also don't think the state laws are going to keep you from signing anybody that you're really serious about trying to pursue. So uh, again, that is a 
a 10 second comment on probably a five minute conversation, but um, just something that I've certainly heard a lot of chatter about recently. I, I would agree with that. Um, I'm not going to say that because I, I, I can't prove it. Anyway, uh, let's let's go and get this out to the people, and we'll talk again very soon. All right, man. Enjoyed it as always. Thank you for the support. Uh, the show that we did was actually our first YouTube live show when we did the Snap Account Draft and uh, a little bit of a celebration of us having three uh, 1,000 subscribers, and we're since, I think, close to around 3,500 or so, whether it be the uh, – sports podcast awards that we've been nominated for that you guys have given us such great um, support in or the YouTube channel or whatever it is, know that it means a ton uh, to Bud and I that the, you know, that of the listeners that have given us over the years and uh, whether it be this week or next, we certainly look forward to having another episode out for you in the near. All right. See you, buddy.